Hi, I'm Susanna Kalchich, and you're listening to Life in Practice podcast. I'm curious about the big questions in life and how we can experience more meaning and fulfillment every day. Join me as my guests share their challenges, successes, and what it means to put our purpose, our values, and our lives in practice. Hi, welcome to Life in Practice podcast. This is your host, uh, Susanna. Today, my guest is uh, Sunil Patel. He's uh, a um, um, entrepreneur and um, a uh, motivational speaker. And um, I got to know him through a great um a conference uh, which he created and brought over uh Gary V which I'm a huge fan so I'm so grateful I was able to be a part of that and to have a chance to connect with you so welcome to the show Sunil welcome thank you great to have you here so um I want to start with because like in that conference you actually shared your whole journey you, you did a really powerful speech and I want to sort of, if you can take us back to that a bit and obviously share it with those, with those people who, who, who weren't there to, to, um, so they can hear like some of the, some of the challenges that you've had to face, especially, you know, how, how you were, how you were, um, uh, 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 brought up like some of the challenges that you faced um while while uh you were young yes so for the gary venichuk event the challenges well two years earlier i'd hired mm-hmm. gary v to speak mm-hmm. and he doesn't really speak for everyone so the way i approach speakers is like i want to disrupt the industry i'm not happy with the way entrepreneur training is done and I want to disrupt the industry and serve people so I'm a very straight person and there's no there was no type of motive to make big profits out of the entrepreneur training events it was to serve people because what I saw in the industry was so bad you know not every events organizer has bad intentions but there's so many who just want to sell 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 and it's not fair so you know I, I brought this across to Gary V's team and then they came back and they said yeah we can work together so then the event was running well tickets were selling good and then COVID came unfortunately mm-hmm. and 90% of event organizers cancelled events but me the nature I have the character I have is I don't like quit even pressing quit on my iMac to stop the computer, I don't want to quit the computer. It's just something ingrained in me from a young age. So I said, no, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to reschedule. So we had um, about 400 tickets sold in the first lockdown. And I put a video out and only about 20 asked for refunds. They trusted me, right? So then the second lockdown came and everyone was saying, why don't you just cancel the event? Because I had to reschedule the event a second time. And then more refund claims came, maybe 50, 60 came through. And I couldn't blame them. And then I thought, no, I'm not going to quit. So then we set a third date. 
you know, and most of the events organizers are canceling and going virtual. But I'm like, no, I, I started this event. I'm going to finish it. And I want to finish strong. And I want to give an example to the public on what persistence is. It's easy to talk. So many people talk, 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 talk. But what events organizer takes two and a half years to finish an event, right? And I thought, no, I'm going to do it. And then the biggest challenge was three weeks before the final third date, I get an email from Gary's team that London is, uh, UK is level four COVID. We might have to cancel again. We might have to, no, reschedule again because Gary's got children and didn't want to take a risk with the children. And then I couldn't tell no one. So I listened where I learned leadership. I had 30 crew members, hotel, rooms booked, people flying from five countries. There's three weeks to go. And I'm getting a message saying they might cancel their event on the, on the USA side. Mm -hmm. So this is where I thought, right, I need to learn leadership now. It's okay being lone wolf, building multi-million pound property portfolio. But now I have um, seven, 800 tickets sold and I've got to think of them. So I learned leadership. So that was the biggest challenge. And then I didn't reply um, quickly. I didn't reply fast. I thought this is a very sensitive matter. And I emailed back Gary and his team maybe a week after. And I said, all of us have kids. I have, I'm a single parent. I have a daughter, okay. you know. So I said, we're all parents here. Everyone's worried about the kids, you know. But there's nearly 800 tickets sold. And every precaution is going to be done. If, from the time you enter the hotel, from the time you leave, there's going to be every precaution. There'll be a gap between the stage and you. There'll be every precaution we can take. Mm -hmm. And I said, um, and I'm a person, I don't bow down to nobody. And I don't look up at nobody. Nobody's super famous for me that I have to bow down. Mm -hmm. So I, would want beg, I didn't want to beg in the letter. So in the end of the letter I wrote, I said, if you believe me or not, I care about entrepreneurs. I'm doing this for the entrepreneurs. If you believe me or not, kind regards, Sunil Patel, boom. And I lashed it. And the event took place. I think they realized this man, Gary and the team, they realized this guy ain't going to give up. This guy is going to, he's, he's that event has to take place. This man's not taking no. So I had to, like a cobra snake, a cobra snake doesn't have to bite everybody, right? But sometimes a cobra has to go up and show himself or herself. Mm -hmm. You don't have to bite everybody. You know, we're adults now, right? But sometimes you've got to show this. You've got to show that. And I had to show this to get this event to go through. No, oh, no, amazing. Yeah, and no, I'm I'm really glad cool. that 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 it came that that it came through, that everything was fine in the end. Because it was a really, really great event. And so where does this um, come from then this drive to just not give up? It came from dropping out of the education system. So when I was younger, I was in Hounslow College and I don't know, I was in the classroom, I was a bit stoned. So mm. there was a fashion, if people believe it or not, most of the colleges, universities, in the student union and people are smoking weed and drinking it's like a fashion going on right so i was a bit stoned in the classroom at the back of a classroom and the teacher was a business teacher 
And it was like, I was at the back of the classroom and he was just talking, talking, talking. He was being a bit racist, I thought, because he wrote some paper and he wrote something like samosa inside the paper, something in there. I said, why is this guy writing samosa? And he was taking the mickey out of how people spoke, right? In Hounslow and Southwell, people say in it, in it, in it a lot in the vocabulary, right? In South London, West London, we speak different. So he was taking the mickey out of the Asian people in the classroom, saying, oh, look how you guys speak. You say in it all the time. And so I was sitting at the back and watching this teacher. And then I thought about it. What am I going to learn from him? What am I going to learn from this guy? So I put my hand up. I said, sir, what businesses have you run in your life? He says, Sunil, be quiet. Don't ask questions in the class. Stop disrupting the class. And all the, my friends in the class thought, bloody hell, why is Sunil asking this question? It was a serious question for my soul. Because from a young age, I questioned the education system. I said, what is this? Why are you teaching me how to measure a circle? I don't want to know how to measure a circle. I want to learn about animals and nature. I like nature, right? So anyway, I said, no, sir. I'm not disrupting the class. I'm not being cheeky. I'm not saying this to uh, be Jack the Lad in the classroom. I want an answer. How many businesses have you run? Because this is a business class. So he was the oldest students were staring at him. It was a big moment in my life as well, yeah? And he went, I never ran a business. He goes to me, I never ran a business. So... I think it's the first intelligent question I ever asked in that damn college. And these students thought, well, Sunil's got a bit of intelligence here. He's bamboozled the teacher. So I said, what are you going to teach me? You're on £20,000 salary a year. You're being cheeky to the classroom. You're trying to teach us about business studies, but you've never ran a business in your life. So how do you know what it is to fail and succeed? I said, I want to learn from Richard Branson. And I kept quiet in the back. And I think my buzz completely went from whatever I had in the, in, in, in the lunch break. So then and I, it played on my mind for weeks and weeks. And I said, I'm sick of this. Guys, not run a bloody, um, not run a business, run, teach me something. Hmm. So this was like, you know, I started thinking a lot. And I said, um, I passed, ended the year, stopped smoking and drinking for two months. It was a BTEC national diploma. I stopped drinking and smoking. I thought I've got to fix up and pass this. It was 60% um, exam, 40% coursework. So the coursework was driving me crazy. So I said to some girls in the classroom, can I borrow your, your a paper, that your test paper that you've done? They said, no, if you copy, you're going to get in trouble. I said, I'll change the words. Just give me the, give me, please, please. So they gave me, I changed the words. And I just, I could have done it myself. I was not motivated. I thought, what is, this is not going to teach me how to run a business. But I passed with amazing grades. Mm -hmm. And I had a place in Manchester University. And I thought, I want to go for the lifestyle, not for the damn education. I want to go for the lifestyle. You know, go uni, leave all my friends here, make some new friends there, have a live in the halls or whatever. But something said, no, I'm not having a teacher who might be teaching me 70% crap again. Mm -hmm. So that was it. I dropped out. I didn't go to university. And for two years, I was DJing, drinking, smoking, and it got a bit out of hand, to be honest. 
right? Because you can, it always leads to more, more, more. You end up with a wrong crowd. And most of the people you hang around are not your friends. They just want you to put money in to get weed together and stuff. So, but I don't want to influence people bad on this podcast. Yeah. But looking back in my life, the two years I never went to university, those were the two best years of my life. Because I was DJing with my friends. We made a, a DJ group called High Voltage. My creative brain thought of the name, High Voltage, from a train station thing. And we were just doing house parties and colleges, and we were just getting like drunk and stoned and whatever. We weren't into hard drugs like Class A drugs and things like that, right? Mm. But, you know, nice girlfriend, carefree. You know, those two years, I'm not condoning this, but mm. I never went to university. Then I thought, I'm never going to go to university. I'm not going to do it. Right. But then it was like life got serious. You can't carry on that life. You end up in jail or you end up dead. You can't carry on drinking and smoking your whole goddamn life. Mm, no, for sure. And um, as you say, it's like what will you actually really learn um, when you go to these um, like to go to this uh, class? If like and especially now, I think the 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 fees to go, I think it's something like nine grand a year. Yes. And it's like, what, what are you actually paying for? Because if you're not going to learn the skills that you actually need to use in, 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 um, in real life. You're so right. I learned more from the streets. I learned more from the world out there on the streets than I learned in any classroom I've been in. But I had some good teachers when I was in secondary school and their kindness, you know, the warmth when a teacher believes in you and the teacher's being nice. I learned this, that if you can be nice to a child and you can uh, make a child feel confident and, oh, well done, you've done really good, oh, try again, you can really elevate somebody. So I learned this part from education and I learned from the crap teachers because when I was young, if you was naughty, they'd twist your ear. They were allowed to smack you. Like, not hard. Yeah. Like, um, uh, older days, like my brother's days. So they used to have, like, caning, right? But the teacher could get, grab your ear and twist it hard, right? But then, I don't know, some of the, the kids were banged out of order. But I'm not saying it's mm -hmm. right. But mm -hmm. I learned that if... A t if so... Say with my daughter, I'm a single parent, yeah? Mm. I saw her after two years, after three years after she was born, I saw her because of personal problems, right? We went through courts and everything. But the amount of positivity I give her, you're so clever, you're so amazing, wow, you're all these words that I put into her brain, you're unstoppable, you are this, you are that. Like, she walks around thinking she's a genius already. She already thinks, I said to her, like, wow. And if she fails in the school, if she fails something in school, I said, look, you tried your best, right? I said, you got to fail your way because that's not your subject. Mm -hmm. Our DNA, my, my DNA bloodline is music, poetry, words. We're not the big greatest artist in the world in my family bloodline from what I researched. So I said, mm -hmm. look, well, she's good at art. It must be mum's side. But mm -hmm. I said, if you're not good at something, don't mean you're a failure. But school and the education system makes you believe if you fail, you're bad. 
If you fail your exam, you go home, you're in trouble. The teachers, you look, you look like a failure in front of your classroom. How many times I failed? How many times have I failed making my first million pounds? Mm. Failure is my classroom. In the event, right, this last event, Gary Vaynerchuk event, I made no profits. I made no profits, right? But I was speaking to the bank manager yesterday. I said, Integrity Events was created three years ago. It's my first company. I'm a property guy. I'm a hustler. Our first company, Integrity Events, yeah? We had a 1,000 people with Eric Thomas, no profits, because we overspent the ad budget on Facebook. Facebook helps you if you're a very rich person. They don't help the average person. There's no phone line, nothing. So it's a casino. Your gambling is this ad going to damn work. And the blueprint's changing every time. But if you've got £100,000 ad spend, like, what's this guy? Ty Lopez, who's 60% fake guy. And I don't mind people sharing this. Of course this guy's fake, right? He's got a hundred grand ad budget. So Facebook said, yes, sir, can we help you? So... My point is, I failed, they're not failed. As I said to the bank manager, I said, integrity events is three years. 80% of new businesses in the UK fail in the first three years. We have expanded from 2018 to now. The turnover is going like this. The email list is 3,000 real focused people. I don't harass them. I don't have time to even email them to sell them something. I'm sure people who's going to watch this went to the Gary V events thinking, bloody hell, we not got one email from Sunil selling anything. I ain't got time. And you are not like cows to me. I will offer you something that's going to give you value later on, right? Mm. So my point is, I, I, if, if I got upset, no profit, Eric Thomas, Gary V rescheduled three times, 10,000 um, deficit, but still I got assets. I got assets with my turnover. We bought some, bought, bought some things. And the point is if 80% of businesses are failing and most of those people who are failing have business plans, they've been to university, they've, 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 they've got all the figures right, they have meetings with a bank manager, they've got a financial advisor who never buys products himself, can you test me? Can you test me? I've never been university three years ago. I'm top five entrepreneur events company in UK right now. Mm. I'm top mm. five. Who, who bought Gary V in COVID time? Who had the guts mm. to bring him and deliver him to nearly a thousand people? Thousand people. Mm. And the videos are coming out next week. Six thousand pounds of, of a filming. Right. It can't, it's not a loss. The event is not a 10,000 deficit. I paid nearly 7,000 for the AV. I paid nearly 7,000 pounds for the video guys. 14,000, I'm not in a loss because those videos are my assets now. I spoke on stage for an hour and a half. If I want to go on Grant Cardone's stage, he's going to say 100,000 pounds. If you want to go on somebody's stage and speak, they say 20 grand, 50 grand. No, I created my own stage. So it's not a loss. It's not a loss. And anyone watching this video can say, this guy's not been university. This guy's come off drugs, alcohol, been through a bit of depression, been through so much hardship in his life. 
But this man in three years creates the top, one of the top five entrepreneur training businesses in, in the UK. Mm, yeah, that's amazing. So I just want to take you back to just a bit. So when you did, you know, when you were um, taking drugs, drinking and having those, um, uh, when you were going through those uh, uh, challenges, what did you actually do to, um, to uh, help you stop that? I mean, the first thing I stopped was alcohol because there is problem with alcohol in my family, right? So I've seen family members suffer from alcohol. And when my parents passed away, God rest their soul, I knew that if I carried on drinking and it carried on escalating and escalating, then who's going to take care of my sister? The gamble, it was a gamble, carry on drinking because it's a really good thing to like a medicine, right? You can just drink, 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 drink. Yeah. But I said, no, I can't take the risk. So what I've done, I've done 100 boxes on the wall. I wrote a chart, stop drinking for 100 days. After 100 days, if you feel like drinking, carry on. If you don't feel like drinking, then move on. I've done it. I finished 100 days and I said, no, I'm going to carry on. And yes, it was so goddamn hard because the body physically was used to a heavy amount of alcohol. I was young, I was strong, right? Body can heal back. But when you go to Spain or you go on a Turkey with your friends and you're in a big nightclub, and I'm a guy, if I go nightclub, I want to go on the stage. I want to go on the table. I'm this type of guy. Music just completely, like, they'll say, bloody, as soon as get off the damn table. That's without alcohol. Imagine with alcohol what I'm like, right? So it's like... Hard. It was bloody hard. It's um, really hard going to a party and then have a cigar or something and a Red Bull and you want to get drunk. I want I want to get drunk because some, sometimes the world is so painful out there. It's so painful. Good people suffer so much. You think, bloody F it all, man. Let me get drunk. Let me get stoned. Let me have some weed. Let me just go into that world there. But for me, I can't do that to my sister. I can't have her looking at me saying, this man, my brother, who's, we don't have many family members left, he's an alcoholic. He's on drugs. He's on alcohol, he's on drugs. Or, you know, watching me demise myself down. Maybe if my sister, like, you know, wasn't around or something, well, I know she'll live longer than me, then maybe I would might, might have gone back on it. Not because of weakness, because of it's, it's, if you can control it, it's not a bad thing if you can control it. But it's a mm. bloody dangerous, it's a business, right? Mm. Right? It's a business. Um, cigarettes and alcohol is more dangerous than weed, right? Yeah. But the governments make so much money and the royal family makes so much money off alcohol taxes and gambling, gambling is the highest suicide rate in the world is from gambling addictions, but they make money. So it's a really nasty uh, society we live in where the things that are breaking society, they allow it, they condone it. Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. And it does, it makes you think like, how much do they actually care about um, uh, uh, uh people's health you know all the things that they're doing you know especially in like 
in these current times as well like is the is the driver behind everything really because they care about people's health but that's a whole other topic um so what it sounds like to me is kind of um the the care that you felt for her that that um helped you to i guess deal with the pain that you had um uh going on is that right yes and you mentioned where does my persistence come from right yeah, yeah. so where this drive and persistence come from is my own education yeah so when i dropped out of university i was broke i was struggling and then i couldn't raise any money the princess youth trust refused me i'd done some job clubs i'd done some everything to get my confidence back I'd done a cv i couldn't raise any money i had little part time jobs here and there so then why the name student loan millionaire how it how it was born is cuz i said what do i do like i'm just stuck i've come off alcohol drugs i've i'm i got about 5 10 100 pound in the bank there was a red passport those days and the mind was like the hustler basically the hustler and people have said don't tell people this to no don't i said no i don't care i went i thought the only place these guys in university get student loans i'm going to go and get this student loan and i'm going to use this to buy to hustle i'm going to make money cuz everyone's refusing me and i'm not going to break the law I'm not going to break the law. I'm not going to go and rob and steal someone or sell some weed. What like one time when I was younger I tried to sell weed. I ended up smoking most of the damn stuff. So I'm not the best <laughs> drug dealer in the world. Yeah? Yeah. Four of us bought an ounce of 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 weed. Four friends, we said we smoke so much, let's try and sell it. We cut the damn ounce into four quarters. We said let's do our thing for a couple of weeks and come back. We come back They said, "How much did you sell?" I said, "I sold two five-pound draws." I'm there with a can of tenants, and I'm stoned like this. I said, "We're the worst drug dealers in the world. Leave this shit. We're going to end up in some toilet." So don't put me in that world. So anyway, going back to yeah, persistence. Where did persistence mm-hmm. come from? So got the university grant, four thousand eight hundred pounds, which is a lot of money. It's like fifty thousand pounds those days. in the bank first thing i done i bought books i said all right i've left education i said look the best advice i can give to people is have common sense common yeah. sense is not really it's not pop, it's not it's not common these days common sense yeah? yeah if anything albert einstein why if you study albert einstein i'm not studying too much but when i studied him he simplifies something that's complicated right mm-hmm. that's why he's a genius because he can simplify something mm-hmm. my mind was how do i make money how do i make my first million pounds when i got nothing i need to learn from richard branson henry onassis he was a greek um a very rich greek person so i said anyone self made i need to learn from them anybody I don't want to learn from nobody else like the teacher in my classroom not no people like that. I bought books, I read and I read and I read and I said I have to find what is the common denominator of all of these people. What is it? So I was there for weeks, weeks, weeks writing notes, analyzing Richard Branson, 
analyzing who created McDonald's, analyzing Onassis, analyzing about five self-made millionaires that I liked, went through the books, writing notes, writing notes, in, in, in sitting in the bath, reading, 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 and I cracked it. Every single one was persistent. Mm. Every single one didn't give up. Every single one didn't go with the herd. Every single one went this way. Everybody's going that way. They went this way. Um, what's it? Um, the one who done the light, Henry Ford and the engine. Mm. Then it was um, the person who invented the, the light bulb. It'll come to me after. Right. So I learned they were persistent. So then I had the first level that I had to be. Mm -hmm. And that's why the Gary Benachuk event took place. Yeah. It was really easy after the second rescheduling to refund everybody, get the money back from Gary V, which is a lot of money, get it back. I had my branding. Sunil did try and bring Gary V over. I had the email list, four or 500 people in the email list. I could have done another event after two years. But the persistence was, no, no, no. I ain't one of these guys. I'm a very persistent person. Mm -hmm. And it goes not like an obsession. Look, it's really painful. Painful. You know, achieving something, buying your first mm -hmm. house. It's painful. Most people don't want pain. I go through hell. Mm -hmm. I go through in the back of the scene and people don't know how much mental torture you, you have to go through to achieve something. Because... Social media is flooded with this fake, lot of fake guys that is so bloody easy. Buy this funnel, go into a, make a funnel and you'll be fine. Make a funnel, you'll be fine. This is why I'm on this podcast. This is why I do what I do. And um, to be honest, the social media, to crack this place, it's a dark place. Persistence won't do it. You get it? I can make a million pounds. I can hustle out there in the street. But this social media word is bloody dark and mysterious. And mm. the fake people loved and the real people are hated. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't have time to crack it. You get it? I've mm. got time for Gary Vib. I've got time for my property, real estate. I've got time for my personal life and whatever. But I've never had the time to let me crack this social media. But when I try to think about social media, businesses, they run as businesses. Yeah. Yeah, like football is a business. Mm -hmm. Social media is a business. Do, you re do we really think that they care about me? They're caring about the customers who's giving heavy ad budgets and they can pay all the staff and get the share prices up. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, Mark Zuckerberg had a good intention in the beginning, but he has mm -hmm. to run it as a business, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. which is, you know, to some degree... It's fair enough. Um, but yeah, just to um, go back a bit then. So when you got your um, student loan, um, how did you use that loan? So the first, I bought books. So a couple of hundred pounds of books. And then the rest of it, I wanted to start a pool club. So I'm a semi-professional pool player, snooker player. So I wanted to be a professional snooker player when I was young. But family pushed me to do um, business and study. But uh, I'm, I played pool more and I've become a very good pool player, yeah? Mm -hmm. So won some tournaments and stuff. I can still 
still play now and I challenge anybody to even offer me a challenge to play me. I'm so competitive, right? I'll play and I most probably will win without ego and pride, right? But I want to start a pool club called Pool Hut first because the books taught me passion. What are you passionate about? If you're passionate about something, you'll put energy into it, like what Steve Jobs used to say. Mm-hmm. And I found a shop for £2,000 a year rent in Shepherd's Bush, but I couldn't get planning to turn it into a pool hut because they said it's a high risk of drug dealing in the area. So they, they declined it. So mm-hmm. then I appealed and I said, no, I want to start a pool club. You know, we can have cameras and whatever. So I appealed it. The book said, if you are going this direction and something goes wrong, don't give up, find something else. So there was a guy, he was buying lots of properties in White City's ex-council area as a Chinese man. And me and my friends always saw him doing these property deals and the flats were quite cheap because it's known as a rough area, right? Mm -hmm. So I went on a Saturday and I said, do you have any flats for sale? And there was a flat for sale for £60,000. And they said, have you got a mortgage? I said, I'll get one. So then some of my friends were supposed to buy it with me, but they, they kept pulling out. They were really enthusiastic, but they said, I'll buy it by myself. Leave me alone then. And then the persistence came in. I was only 21. Um, so I had about 4,000 in the bank. The property was 60,000. I didn't even know what a mortgage was. I didn't even know how, how to get a mortgage. So again, went to newspaper, found a broker, uh, got declined, mortgage after mortgage, credit scores no good. Da, 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 da. So I went to Edgewell, I went to his office, Edgewell, he said, listen, there's one more chance for you. Otherwise, give up and don't come back to my office. I said, no, if this person says no, I'm coming back. He said, no, you can't come back in the office. He was getting upset. I said, no, I'm not going to give up. So I had nothing, no money. I was in debt, come off alcohol, drugs, whatever, bad environment, um, been through a lot of uh, personal trauma. But then he said, go to the bank manager of um, uh, Abbey National. And I went there and he said, those days a bank manager can, gi- can give you the mortgage. His head office or a bank manager can give you a mortgage. These days, no bank manager can give you a mortgage. It's all offices and, and online applications. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it took him ages. He said, it's up to me. He said, I don't know what to do. But the books taught me be enthusiastic, be passionate. I had a suit on. The only suit I had, I had a watch on. I was smart. I was tie. I said, I give me the mortgage. I was like, even now I can say, give me the mortgage. I can handle it. He goes, but you're young. Like, you know, this, this much per month. Da, 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 da. He kept walking in and out, making phone calls. And he come and looked at me. He said, can you handle it? I said, yes, I'm going to give you the mortgage. And he shook mm-hmm. my hand. Mm-hmm. He said, I need a permanent work reference. I said, I'll get it. And he winked at me when I walked out the bank. So then I went, my friend had a, um, I said it in the Gary Vee event. I don't know if he was there, the story. But I said, uh, I went to my friend, he gave me a job. He had an IT company, he gave me a permanent job. I went in, he stamped it, and I got the mortgage. Amazing. I couldn't afford furniture, so I bought the secondhand furniture from the flat. And um, I wanted something nice in there, but I only had £100 in the bank, Right. And I wanted something nice. So I went Argos and I bought a £50 chandelier 
and I put it up myself. I put it up myself, 50 pound chandelier. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, like it makes me want to cry because I get emotional, mm-hmm. right? It's like yeah, £100 in the bank, all second-hand furniture. But I said, I want something nice in here. Mm-hmm. So I bought a £50 chandelier, put it connected to myself, £50 left. A friend was working in a state agency. I said, find me a tenant. He said, we told you not to buy a flat, but you went and bought a flat. So I said, no, I bought it. I got it. Here's the key. Get me a tenant, bro. So he helped me. And my tenant was double my age, had a child. So jump in the deep end and learn to swim after. Mm. Take, do some crazy stuff. When I booked the venue, 12,000 pound venue, deposits given, Gary V's 50% of his payment is given. Do I have to deliver the event or not? The problem is, People don't have the guts to, to raise that type of money and put it in there. Lots of people in the UK can do it. Lots of people cannot because of financial constraints. A lot of people could do it, but they ain't got the guts because mm. guts doesn't come. You can't buy guts. You can't educate guts. You can't buy it. You can't educate it. Guts comes from having a fight sometimes, mm. having a confrontation sometimes. And thinking, no, I didn't let that guy push me around. That guy's bigger than me, but I stood up for myself. Mm. The industry is bigger than me. The industry is bigger than me. Mm -hmm. The entrepreneur training industry is bigger than me. But, look, a giraffe is the tallest animal in the jungle. The alligator has a PSI of 4.5 ton of weight in the bite. The heaviest bite is the alligator, crocodile. The smartest animal is the wolf. Smartest animal. Um, But why is the lion king of the jungle? Why the lion is king of the jungle? He's not the smartest, the strongest, the biggest bite, the most most clever. He's not the biggest. The elephant is the biggest and the strongest. He's not. Why is number one? It's because he got the most courage. When the lion's walking to an elephant, lion's walking to an elephant, yeah? Mm-hmm. The lion sees the elephant and thinks food. The elephant looks at the lion and thinks, Shh, this is going to attack me. Elephant don't realize he's so big, he can crush the damn lion. Mm-hmm. So as a human, the biggest thing you can have, I'm not saying be violent and mm-hmm. be nasty to people, but it's be courageous with your goals. Like, don't have blind faith, but jump in, jump in the deep end sometimes. Really be uncomfortable. All the growth comes through a bit of pain. A lot of the growth. Yeah. So where does that actually um, come from for for you? Because like, where does that uh, courage come from? Because there's like, we all can say, you know, we all have dreams, we'd like to do this and that, but it's like, it's few people that have that courage. And like, as you say, those guts to be able to actually go for it. Do you believe it's just something that a person is born with? Is it something that like, like, where do you think it comes from? The guts come from I had to, I was, life has pushed me so much and I'm going to write, there's certain things I'd never speak about, but I'm writing a book 
and this is not to sell the book, the book's not finished or anything, but the courage comes from, I've had lots of challenges, right? And there's times when I'm not handled the challenges well. But I'm a guy, if I've not handled that challenge well, my mind doesn't give me peace. This mind is like, if that challenge happens again, you're going to come back, right? So how can I, the courage comes from overcoming some really crazy situations, yeah? Mm -hmm. Like, say, my reputation on the street is, is when I was younger, the reputation on the street is, we shouldn't really get into beef with Sunil because this guy, he won't give up. He won't give up and he's capable of going a bit crazy. This guy might not be bigger than some people, but my, if somebody oversteps the mark, I've had to, I've had to. Well, I mean, the, growing up, I've had circles made and I've had to fight in the circle one-to-one. -one. People are using knives and guns right now. How many people watching this podcast have had a situation, there's some problem going on among friends and friends and friends, and they're saying, look, we're just going to make a circle and you two guys fight it out. Mm. I've been in that situation where there's been a circle and I've had to fight it out, right? Once, twice, nearly three times. And sometimes when you have a fight like that, it doesn't end there. Because of revenge, somebody wants to come back for you. Somebody wants this from you. When you live, like, I'm not saying I'm a big gangster or criminal, but I've had, when someone's made a circle and you're fighting. So people go to the gym, right? A lot of people, there's a big, big thing, gym, 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 personal trainer, gym, 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 personal trainer. Why do you need such big muscles? I mean, you go to the gym, you're learning to lift a ton of weight, right? Mm -hmm. When you come home, you relax and you're going to show a bit of muscle on social media. But do you need that muscle? Do you need it? What are you going to lift? You're going to lift. You're going to go Morrison and lift a couple of bags and go home. You don't need that muscle. The muscle you made in the gym, do you need it? Do you need that much muscle? You've made it to feel confident. I'm not saying every person muscle is bad. You might need it because people said you were fat when you were young and you showing people. You really think now... When I used to go to the gym, when I used to go to the gym, I haven't been gym seven years, right? But I do some training at home, press-ups and shadow boxing, whatever, right? When I used to go to the gym, I used to go to the gym to train that. If I'm having a fight in the street, I'm going to have, this guy might be beating me up, he might be hitting me, right? But if the fight lasts 10 minutes, right, he's going to get tired and I'm going to bam. So I'm going gym to get my stamina. I'm going there thinking, I need... It's really dark place. When you're having a fight with somebody, a physical fight, and I'm not condoning violence. I'm not condoning it. When I was in school, they would stir the fight so much that you got no choice, right? But I wouldn't say all the courage came from there. The biggest courage came from when my parents passed away. And I had to grow up very, very fast. And my world was shattered. It was broken. And uh, you go through such a dark place. I'm a guy who used to smile, 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 laugh, practical joker. My jokes come out from time to time because that's my soul. But I would make so much jokes that I would cry with laughter. And like you just with your friends and the teachers kicking you out of the classroom. 
you're in trouble for laughing too much. Can you imagine? Right? But this world took away my smile. Circumstances of this cruel place out there took away my smile. I had a beautiful girlfriend. And in the next event, I'll do a presentation on this. We went on holiday, right? We went on holiday. No, we went on holiday. We came back. When someone you love passes away, especially a parent, you can't go party. You can't go and bloody crack jokes. Some people can. I couldn't. It was, I was, a per- I didn't cry much. So I, everything was bottled up. Everything was inside, uh, excruciating me, right? But I remember, I think about a year or something or two years after my parents, my, my girlfriend, she goes to me, oh, you know what? You don't smile anymore. And I was like, I didn't really, I go, I'm all right, I'm all right. Don't worry, I'm okay, I'm okay, okay. But in my private moment, I was like, how dare you? My parents passed away one, two years ago. My mom and dad, six months from each other. Six months, mom passed away, father passed six months from each other in six months. And my brother had a divorce. So there was three bereavements in six, three, two bereavements, one person left the house. Three people left my house in six months. And my girlfriend, she's saying to me after, oh, you don't smile too much. And I never got around to telling her. Never got around. We broke up maybe 50, 20 years ago. But I never got around to telling her. I said, how dare you? I've been through hell. That Sunil who used to laugh and laugh and joke and just be so funny with everyone. He ain't coming back, that same guy. He ain't coming back. There's a new guy here now. The world took away it. But the last two, three years, I taught myself to smile again. I taught myself. When I got a chance to crack a joke, I'll crack a joke. Mm -hmm. The world can take away your smile. You're going to have to teach yourself to smile again. Mm. So what did you do then to um, teach yourself to smile again? No, like I said, when I have a chance, look, True success is if you can generate joy when you're going through hell. Mm. It's not money, houses, diamonds. True success is if you can generate some joy when you're going through hell. Most people can't do it. Most people can't do it. I can handle my emotion. Let's say right now there's a problem in the family, right? Like a lot of my family, not a lot of communication a lot of the time. But trust me, if something is massive, massive problem out there, I will step up that day. I'll say, I am going to handle everything. Leave the funeral to me. Leave the funeral to me. Because I have to protect. I might be going through mad time, but I need to protect the younger generation who can't handle it. So I like can recycle my pain. But there's a time in your life when you think enough. I've just had enough. I need to become very selfish and think about me. So that's why next year, like after December, I want to semi-retire. I want to think about me finally. So I'll be living in, maybe living in Dubai for one month, living in London for one month. I might be traveling more. That's why I'll start doing some blogs. I'll do some more social media stuff. And I'll just try and just have some fun. Because it's been hard slog, hard slog. But... I could never retire fully because I need something. Like after the Gary V event, like 
I relaxed for three, four days, right, with nothing to do. And because of all the COVID stuff going on, I was getting depressed. No goal to achieve, no goal, nothing exciting to get my teeth into. I'm getting depressed. So I launched the SLM uh, Student Loan Millionaire Conference. I launched it and I'm, yeah, let's try and sell some tickets for this. Mm. Let's try and hustle that event. Let's pack it out. Let's pack out that event. Let's not hire these big speakers no more. Gary Vanderchuk, Eric Thomas, because they fly in. In 24 hours, they make hundreds of thousands of pounds and fly back out, right? They don't really help promote the event too much. All the pressures on me. I'm a leader. Mm -hmm. I'm not a follower. I don't look up or down to no one. Now it's my time. The mm -hmm. Student Law Millionaire Conference is me. Mm -hmm. I'd rather 100 people come for me than 1,000 coming for me hiring Gary Vee, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Because his brand is getting bigger, 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 bigger. So now it's my time. I'd rather have 100 people and grow this. Like, always have a mentality of leader, not a follower. Mm -hmm. Shepherd, not sheep. Be a shepherd. Mm -hmm. When you, play, you, don't, you don't want to play chess. You want to be the chess board. My mind, like, I don't want cake. I don't want crumbs. I don't want cake. I don't want the, the, the lorry that delivers the cake. I want the cake factory. Give me the cake factory. This is Sunil. Mm -hmm. Mike, oh, you hired Eric Thomas. You hired Gary V. Yeah, I hired them. I watched Eric Thomas like a hawk from the time how he communicates with me. How did he text me? How does he act? How, does, how did he treat people? I watched Gary V like a hawk from beginning to end. I got my education. Why is this man successful? The way I researched all the books, autobiographies, how did they become millionaires? Right, I'm working out. How's Gary V got 6 million followers on Facebook? Mm -hmm. I know because I was in the hotel with Gary for hours and hours. So it was like, yeah, I analyzed people. Not in a bad way. I'm analyzing because that's my education. They're not books. I'm not going to read loads and loads of books. I analyze and I think I kind of I want to crack a code. But I'm a boss. I'm a boss. That's why I became a self-made millionaire. And then there's a big difference between me and Gary V. With all respect, Gary's father came from Belarus and started the, the, the wine factory, yeah? I mean, the mm -hmm. alcohol business. Mm -hmm. And then Gary took it to the next level, right? Gary took it to the next level. The hardships Gary's father went through, door to door, no money, children, wife, no, like, racism, made me racism that time. Built it, and Gary's took it to the next level. Yeah, Gary's so creative, right? He's taken it to a high, high, high level. Me, give me nothing, give me nothing, give me nothing, and I want to create something from nothing. That's a different kettle, a different type of person. It's a different uh, personality. And yeah, Gary said I didn't start with no money, right? But I've had times when I've gone to the grocery store with coppers and bought food for my family, right? So this persistence, when you've gone, when I took the student loan to start this property portfolio, I withdrew one pound from a bank. Mm -hmm. I withdrew one pound from a bank 
and I came back home by bus, right? That's how broke I was. But the persistence, I used to think it was luck. No, because if it was luck, how could I create the top five entrepreneur training company in three years? Mm. I documented, now I want people to see without ego and pride, ah, we can see why this man from a bloody student loan has made a million because how the hell can you start an entrepreneur events company and have two of the biggest speakers in the world on the stage mm. and fund it? They're not cheap. How did he fund it? And how did he fund it through COVID? When I paid Gary V's full balance two weeks before the event, I paid the full balance. I only had £700 left in my bank. £700 left in my bank because the banks are closed up. They're not giving finances like a, you know, COVID and whatever. And I have massive amount of mortgages to pay. I have to pay about £8,000 of mortgages a month, right? For my buy to less, eight to 10 grand a month. The day I paid Gary, I had £700 left. But I didn't go anywhere and loan any money because my turnover started coming back in of my rents. All my tenants pay me on time, blah, 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 blah. Boom, I got myself back on the ground. And then Marie, you know, Marie, she goes, oh, can I help you? No, no, I said, I'm all right. I'm a hustler. I will come back. But Gary's been paid. So he's coming on the flight. He's been paid fully. He's coming. Yeah, yeah. People didn't expect it. You know, uh, two weeks before the event, one guy on social media, so cruel. He goes, ah, oh, you know, the Eric Thomas. I heard the Eric Thomas event wasn't so successful. You're going to fail in the Gary V event. I know you're going to fail. I'm going to be watching you fail. I'm going to watch you fail two weeks before, right? And my old habit was to insult them, swear at them, cuss them. But what i done is I print screened it. I print screened it and I blocked him and I read it. I said, all right, let's go. Game time. Game time. I'll show you that. This is why I told you, the crew, everybody. I said, this will be the greatest event in the history of the world. Right? And when those videos come out, it's not the profit that makes an event successful. The passion, the love, the drive, the speakers, the hardship we went through. It's not going to be duplicated in history. Mm -hmm. That Gary V event in London, I don't like talking about death, right? It's not a nice thing to talk about, yeah? But mm -hmm. when I leave this planet, when I leave this planet, I leave that behind. Because I put, I couldn't tell you, I put so much, because there's no staff. I don't have paid staff, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have staff do this, do this, do this. Everyone connected to the event was outsourced, right? You don't have to have staff. You don't need a million pound office. I proved it. I don't have million pound office. I, this is my office. I'm in my office. I have a nice boardroom downstairs. All my meetings are there. So... My point was like, yeah, everything's outsourced. The mm -hmm. photographer, the AV, the people who've done the marketing, every, you don't need to have regular staff because if COVID hits you, mm -hmm. you've got to keep paying their salary, right? So even I think the biggest thing in the world for people, you can start like just working, like outsourcing on one contract, getting paid and moving on, pay, be free, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and just one thing I wanted to say was how you said like, so you are the um, type of person, if you have like zero, you can do it, you can create things. But then, you know, there are some people they have maybe they have like funding, they have a team, they have this, they have everything, but yet they still can't seem to like pull through. So why yeah. do you think is that like you, you kind of think, well, hang on a minute, this person has all this and then this person has nothing. Um, why do you think some people who do have everything can't make it? Because I have an uncle like this. The family bailed him out twice. Million dollars. I've got uncles in America. Yeah. One of my uncles was bailed out twice and failed. The first time he was given a million dollars and lost that in a motel business, right? And then he was given uh, loans again from the family, from my other uncle, Gorosa So. And I don't know how it went, but I wish him well. I don't want him to fail. What it is, is I make money, right? Let's say when I, when I leave this world, I leave a million pound to my daughter. Let's say, let's say right, for example, my daughter will enjoy my money, right? <clears throat> my daughter's children will lose my money. Mm. It's a known fact. 90%, it happened to the Rothschild bank owners, yeah? Their third generation lost most. You don't hear Rothschild no more because the third generation lost the money, right? Now me, if someone gives me, someone gave me a million pounds today, right? Because I started with a student loan and I know like I'm so, I don't know, it's like intuition mm -hmm. and it's so hard to raise even a couple of thousand pounds. It's really hard, right? But because of my struggles where if you give me a million pounds, I am confident I could double it in five years. If somebody, an investor out there, so no, I'll give you a million pounds. I am confident I can double it in five years minimum. And I will show them how I will double it. I will put it on a paper. This is what I'm going to do with your funds. Because I know I can tune it. My hunger, like if everyone loses money tomorrow, let's say everybody lost money tomorrow. There's a research been done. The money will go back to the same people. It will flow back to the same people. Why? Because not all, but a lot of working class people they spend like they're rich, right? Mm. They can't afford that lifestyle. You can't afford it. If you're not saving a thousand pounds a month, you're never going to be able to have enough money to start a business, right? But you're living in an expensive flat. The first thing I tell my friends, Nilesh, Nilesh bought a house, I helped him. When I first started in this property business, like I lived in the, the flat that I bought, the one that I bought first is a two bedroom flat. After five, six years, there were some family problems. I moved into that property, right? I lived in the living room. It had a big, big room with a balcony. And I rented out the other two rooms. Mm -hmm. I rented them out. I was sharing my kitchen with two people, right? Mm -hmm. two, th two, three people. I was sharing my kitchen. It's not easy, right? And uh, my mortgage was paid. Bills was paid. Everything was paid, right? But most people not willing to give up like reduce the expense completely. You have to, you're not, you're struggling. So why are you living this way? 
the best thing anybody can do, the first thing, the biggest expense for anyone is where they're living. Their rent, mortgages or whatever, the rent is the highest. You should just live in the largest room in the house, rent out everything else, put two people in one room. Wherever you are in the UK, there's always a market for this. There's no tax to pay on that income as well. Mm. Make sure you're living for free. Do it in such a way where you're living for free. And then what you do is save your salary. You need to be able to save your salary somehow, right? Mm. And then the salary, you put it into crypto. You, you, you start diversifying. You save up money for deposit. You start getting your credit card limits higher. It's really hard. The first property is the hardest. If you can get over the first one, then it gets easier. Like Nilesh took her over a year. Over a year, I had to... The biggest thing with Nilesh, I had to push his brain. It was draining for me. It took three months to say, buy a damn house, buy a house. The market's right for you. Take a loan, take a loan. People don't want risk because they're fear of failure. Because one failure knocks you back five years. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. One wrong move, most people, one wrong move, you got to save up for five years, you lost the money. Yeah. So the like, first... Yeah, yeah. Like for me, though, when when I think about to like to buy a house, to me, it just seems like like a like a uh, <coughs> dream, you know, like because uh, at least here in the UK, like the house prices are insane. You know, how does anybody buy a house, especially if they're on their own with zero? Mm. So you have to leave, like, you got to find other areas where the price of properties are cheaper. You have to. Mm. Kent, London's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So let's say Abbey Wood or Kent or Birmingham. You have to make a big change. Birmingham houses are quite cheap. When the HS2 train comes, you can come back to London very fast, right? Mm. The first house doesn't mean you're going to live there forever. It's the stepping stone to other things. So you need to save about £50,000. Save, you need to you need mm. savings of about twenty pounds to £50,000 deposit. Mm. Or let's say you find a house in Birmingham for £150,000. So 20, 20%, 20 much less, you need about £30,000 roughly, 20% deposit, you can, the figures have to work, then you have a target, then you go for it, mm-hmm. you have a target, then you go for it, most people, they've got no target, so you're always, miss, you're always missing, because there's not even a target, yeah, yeah. the first target is to get, get hold of a deposit funds, the rest, look, the bank's, the banks want to give you money. You just got to tick the boxes, tick the boxes. The first thing everyone's got to say, I'm worthy of a mortgage. I deserve a mortgage. I'm worthy of a mortgage. I can get a mortgage. I can. Not I maybe. You got to change. Everything goes, I can. How? Mm-hmm. You, your vocabulary goes, how can I get the mortgage? Everything goes, how? How can I get the mortgage? How? Once you go somehow, and there's an, the, the, the other side of the coin is why or something. I cannot. I cannot. Everything has to change to how. Simplify yeah. the process. The banks, 
Look, when you go for a bank, when you go for a mortgage to a bank, they don't have no money. The banks have no money, zero, right? They don't have any businesses they're running. They just study pop-up shops, let's say. They've got no money. They need you to take a mortgage. Then they'll go Bank of England, and the Bank of England will give them fake digits in a computer mm. screen, right? Fake. And they'll charge them 1.5 uh, interest or 1% not point interest. So fake money, the bank's going to give you fake money, and you're going to pay them back real interest. Mm, yeah, it's crazy. This is a banking scam. The bank needs you. The bank, without you, they can't survive. When you take a loan, you take a remortgage, the bank is, loves it, but you have to do tick box. Mm -hmm. They would love to give you money, but because of the 2008 crash, credit crunch, they're asking lots of questions. But some banks come out, mm -hmm. they're a bit more lenient. Mm. Never, never, never give up. Yeah, so just when you brought up the, um, the, the crash that happened, like there's quite a lot of talk that there'll be a <coughs> new crash coming, but it's going to be like massive, like much, much bigger than what happened in 2008. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yes, like everyone has to know, rather than calling it a crash, you call it a correction, mm. right? I'm going to bring some videos out on the subject, right? During the biggest pandemic of the world, which we're in right now, house prices went up to the highest. It shouldn't have gone to the highest, but the whole world has to see the governments control house prices. It's not us, it's not the market. The governments had a meeting in this nice quiet room. Wow, yeah, we're gonna go bankrupt. Let's make a fake property boom. How do we do it? Change the stamp duty laws, mm. right? Set a trap. So change the stamp duty laws so the rich parents will give money to the children to go and buy places as well. No, no stamp duty for first-time buyers and, no, and, and re reduce stamp duty for buy-to-let purchasers, right? They've done this and it boomed the market up, right? So the banks control house prices. The same way my fake teacher never ran a business, you don't fool me, right? Stocks and shares went up as well. They shouldn't have gone up. Another fake thing that's happened, right? Because they want people to put money into these fake stocks and shares. Crypto went up nicely, went up. I made some good profits. In the event, the event on the 29th of October, I told everybody about Crypto.com coin. Was you there when I said it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I bought my crypto.com card out and I'd done the presentation. The coin was about 20p. It went times three. Mm. Whoever joined crypto.com on the 29th of October at, at, at my event, whoever joined and started, they would have tripled their money on one of the best assets. Crypto.com is one of the best asset coins to buy in the world. Mm. They... 25th of December, the Staples Center in America, the whole name gets changed to Crypto.com Stadium. It's massive, 700 million pounds Crypto.com mm. paid them. Mm. The biggest mass adoption, the biggest transfer of wealth is going to be in cryptocurrency. And everybody has a chance to capitalize on it, right? So, mm. so 
back to the question, there's going to be, there has to be a correction. It don't, the crash is, that's the marketing already coming out, right? So it's going to be a correction. It has to be. Everything that's maxed out because of the government. When will this happen is when the government will change the rules. They know, change the stamp duty law, crash will come. Put up interest rates, crash will come. Right. So when they change the stamp duty law, when they increase the interest rates, the crash will come. I'm expecting the crash April onwards next year. Between April and December next year, there'll be a crash and it, the, 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 um, the market will get its feet back on the ground. The government will change, pull the strings again, change the stamp duty law, bring out a newspaper story and they'll get it back on its feet. What it is, the UK, let's talk about UK. The UK property market will never crash down to completely mad levels where nobody's buying houses. Because the, if the house prices in UK crash, the whole economy crashes. If everyone starts getting repossessed and everything, all the newspaper stories, because the economy is run by first-time buyers buying new properties. Every parent says, oh, buy, when the kids get married, buy them a house, buy them a house, get a house, get a house. If the market crashes, no parents will say to the kids, buy a house. Then the banks can't give you the fake money. The governments can't give you the fake money anymore and get all this interest back from you. Mm, so can I just ask in there, like, why not? Surely, like, I would think if it does, if it crashes, that's the time that I would want to buy because houses are much cheaper, isn't it? Don't you buy when it's cheap and then sell when it's expensive? Yes. No, I'm saying, I'm talking about the crash, why the crash happens. Okay, okay. I'm saying why the crash is going to happen mm -hmm. and how they're going to pick it back up again. Mm, okay. I'm giving the whole route, right? They're going to change, they're going to deliberately change stamp duty laws. Prices are going to crash or newspaper story will come out, right? Mm. And it will crash. Then they will watch this madness, this crash, prices drop, plummet, everything. When the government and the banks want it to get back on its feet again, the newspaper story will come, the uh, legislation will change, interest rates, stamp duty laws will change. And it will say markets recovering and it's going to go back up. So it'll be like this, boom, down. All the money is made in the dip, right? Now I'm predicting it. I'm pre I, I can, it, it has to happen because everything is, 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 is fake. It's all fake right now. This is all fake. So <clears throat> my plan would be keep watching, watching this like a bloody movie. Watch it, watch it, watch it. When I predict the crash is coming, just before, and the market's still strong, sell all my crypto, sell all of it. When I think, yes, sell all of it or, or a good portion of it. Get some loans, get ready, get ready for the crash. Problem is when the crash comes, no one's got money. Yeah, yeah. No one's got money, right? We know the crash is coming. Get the money ready now. Apply for some credit cards. You won't get credit card when the crash starts. Apply for your credit cards, yeah? Mm -hmm. Apply for a loan now, maybe, and keep it on the side. Do overtime at work. 
try something. You might have some family members who have some money. Please, can you loan me some money? I'm predicting a crash. I want to buy a property when it crashes, right? Mm. And when the crash comes, you don't fix a roof when it's raining. You fix a roof when the weather's good. Weather's good right now. So yeah. fixing the roof is getting your, getting your money in. The richest people in the world, they made all their money in the crashes. Yeah. And lastly, the ones who create the crash, orchestrate the cash, they buy all the assets. Mm. They buy, they buy the asset. I've seen it. I got the paperwork. Mm. I know with, I run by data analytics, no lies. I know who's buying crypto in the crashes. I know who's buying the property in the crashes. The big companies come in and they buy. They create the goddamn crash and then they go and buy the dip. And then <clears throat> in the, um, there's a special um, theory from 18th century, started in 18th century. This thing is a, it's a pump and dump community. So mm. you just become, you become like them, but not evil. We didn't create the crash. But I take advantage of these crashes. Now I take advantage of them. I'm going to be ready in, in, in March or April. I'll be ready. And I will tell people on social media, I'm selling now. I'm selling my stuff now. And then when the crash comes, I'm buying again. And when it goes back up, I'll sell it, sell it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm just like, um, I'm aware of time. that is going so quickly. Um, if you could maybe just like round up a bit in terms of like, let's say there's someone who was like you whenever you were young, you know, they want to create wealth for themselves, but they have no idea where to start. You know, school didn't teach them a damn thing. You know, they haven't got a clue. What, mm. like, what, what would be like, maybe like the five main things that, that, that you would tell them like five tips or something like that. It so, doesn't have to be five, but you know. Yeah. So let's say number one, Stop leaning on people. Mm. Stop leaning on people. Um, parents, stop bailing them out. When you, it's not love. Oh, come on. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll bail you out. Oh, you made a mistake. Pay the fine. Da, 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 da. If you're over 18, let's say, look after yourself. Wash your own clothes. Start cooking your own meals, your man or a woman. Start cooking your own meals, right? Be self-dependent on yourself. What I find, what I found, well, which is unfortunate, yeah? The people who are so used to leaning on people and not taking responsibility for themselves, yeah. they can't do much. They can't do much. And uh, they're not willing to learn anything. No, I'm no good at that. I'm not good. Once you say I'm not good at that, you've just shut the door completely. Me, I'm like, oh, I'm not, oh, I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, I'll get better. I'll get better. I couldn't cook before. I can cook for 100 people now if I want to cook for 100 people. Why? Because I failed so many times and I got a passion for trying. So mm -hmm. stop leaning on mum and dad. Stop leaning on other people. Really start doing stuff yourself. Because if you leaning on others and you start being successful, they made you successful. If they get married and leave you or whatever, they go away. What are you going to do there? 
You're going to find someone else to lean on. And when you lean on that guy or that woman, they're going to rob you. You're going to give them a loan and they're not going to pay you back. So when you loan money to people, always write it down. Audio record. When it comes to money, business, audio record the meeting. Audio record it. What was said in that meeting? Always have a contract. Even if it's for bloody 500 pounds, write it down. Have a witness. Because when it comes to money, your best friend can become your enemy and your enemy can become your best friend. 27 years. I've had friends I've loaned money to and they go to the church every Sunday and they don't want to pay me back. They don't want to pay me back. And we have to go down the court issue. And they would love me to go to their house and break down the door and start fighting and call the police. And then it makes me look like a bad person. Right? So number one, lean on yourself. Number two, property is not the best asset to buy. You buy a place that you want to live in. It's a good asset for the future. Mm. Times your salary by five. 5% 5% deposit is what you're going to need only as a first-time buyer. Times your salary by five and then find a property you can buy anywhere in the UK. It doesn't have to be anywhere in the HS2 train line. That's going to be a very fast train when it comes out. Buy a property by the time you're 27 to 30. You have to have one property in your own name, right? Have to have it. Either it's buy to let or you're living in it yourself. If you're living in there, everything should be rented. You should be just living in there for free. And once you buy a second property, then you start living a luxury life. You've got your own space. You know, you've got your own little um, studio or flat. So number one, don't lean on anybody. Number two, have a property by the time you're 30. Number three, you must be learning about cryptocurrency and the metaverse. The metaverse where you're going to put glasses on and go in, it's not my generation. I'm not a young guy. It's the younger generation, right? Metaverse, Gala, um, all of these coins and all of these metaverse, people are buying virtual land right now. You can learn it all on YouTube. Learn it all. Watch the video with Mark Zuckerberg and Gary Vee about the metaverse. So you can invest in these projects by buying the tokens so you go to crypto.com you can join i'll leave my link for crypto.com everybody can join you get 25 dollars for free buy gala coin when you buy gala coin in crypto it's a gaming coin because this gaming in the metaverse they put glass on they're playing these digital games right mm. um there's a um, uh, mala meta there's so many the metaverse, everyone has to learn about it, even if you don't want to. Because people are going to, my, my prediction, people are going to put on glasses and they're going to go into a shopping center and they're going to walk into a shop with the glasses on. They're going to start picking up something and they're going to buy it in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. So the shops are going to, there's a, I think uh, Apple, they're all buying places in a decentral land. This is what it's mm-hmm. called, decentral land. People are buying land in there, mm. all right? So there's a good guy, Coin Bureau on YouTube. He's from UK. He's very good. He teaches people about all of this stuff. So mm. you're young, young or old, right? You must be learning about cryptocurrency because it's the biggest transfer of wealth. 
right? There's something in cryptocurrency called DeFi. When they say DeFi, this means the banking system of the cryptocurrency. Now, I can give DeFi my Bitcoin and take a loan on it and buy a house. Right. So the whole, it's the biggest opportunity and the biggest transfer of wealth. In the next 20 years, mm. things are going to be moving to the crypto side. Mm. Digital assets. So whoever gets in first, is going to be do really well, and the only way, if you don't have much money, is to buy decentralized decentralized coin, hundred pound, fifty pound, but just start. You must be, you should buy a Gala coin, and you should buy some Crypto.com coin because they're leading the way right now. The Formula One tomorrow, they're sponsoring this as well. Crypto.com, it's an unstoppable force from what I see. Mm. You just get in and try. Like a lot of people just. Don't trust it. They think, oh, I'll buy something, I'll lose all my money, right? But they're insuring you. Crypto.com insures you for up to £80,000 and just keep print screening your, your thing. But you have, you have to, the world is going this way, yeah. right? So if you can overcome the fear, well, let's say £500, someone some watching this, I'm going to put, I'm going to listen to Suno, I'm going to join Crypto.com, I'm going to find the, the link from Sunil or wherever. I'm going to join 500 pounds. I'm going to buy 100 pound Gala coin, 100 pound Decentraland, and 300 pound of Crypto.com coin. That's 500 pounds. Now, if I lose it, I lose it. If I lose it, I lose it. I won't have one Starbucks every week. The money will come back within four or five months or whatever. If I lose, if I lose it, I lose it. But trust me, the education, if you do a crypto course, they're going to charge you about £500. Now, mm. the best way you're going to learn is by doing. Yeah. I've only done crypto about nine months. I made about £200,000. Wow. And it's gone down to about 180 because there's a mm. little bit of a crash right now. But mm. again, it's a one to two year plan. It yeah, can yeah. crash more, crash more. I put it on TikTok. My at Student Law Millionaire on TikTok is my biggest platform. Mm-hmm. I said to them, like, um, you know, I told them yesterday, I said, oh, crypto's gone down, crypto's gone down. Don't sell your juddies. So juddies means underpants. Yeah? I said, don't sell your underpants, your dog and your cat. I said, this is where the guts, this is where you're going to make money. Don't sell. Mm-hmm. If you want to buy something, you buy it in the dip. Like, mm-hmm. you notice straight away, Mm-hmm. crash this shouldn't i be buying that then mm-hmm. so the ones buying property now they're not going to win in it because the crash is yeah. coming now mm-hmm. right but they're not going to lose this is a big point now right mm-hmm. the ones who buy if you buy a house now let's say you bought a house for three hundred thousand pounds right now mm-hmm. and you're on the property ladder the crash comes and it goes to 250 straight away it's a massive crash interest rates have gone up as long as this person doesn't sell, it will go back mm. to 300 again, right? Yeah. yeah. But what happens is, same with cryptocurrency. This person bought for 300, right? It went down to 250. I go and buy it for 250, right? What have I gone and done? I bought it for 250. I've stolen this person's 50,000 pounds. Because when it goes back to 300,000 pounds, the market didn't lose 50,000 pounds. This person who sold, I took your 50,000 pounds. I took it. 
because I had the guts to buy it. I had the patience and I had the knowledge to buy the 250. So mm. when, an, when the cryptocurrency goes down and somebody buys, the person who buys is really buying your loss. Wow. You get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm buying your loss. I'm buying you don't have the guts. I'm buying that you couldn't wait one year. It takes nine months to one year to have a baby. Mm-hmm. When you plant a seed, it takes 12 months to get the seed back. When you buy a crypto, you buy a house, you want money. But no, one to two years, everything. You buy a house, you wait one to two years. I've had properties that are bought for 100,000, went to 200,000, yeah? It went down to 80,000. Mm-hmm. So I lost 20,000. It went up again to 160, it went down to 110, and it went back up to 170, right? Mm-hmm. And all I do is ring the, ag- the estate agent and I say, what's happened? They said, oh, you know, this market's crashed. I said, I had that property 13, 14 years now. And all I asked them is, how's the rental market? Oh, rental is strong. I said, why are you guys panicking for them? Yeah. If the property price goes down and the rental price goes down, you're finished, game over. Mm-hmm. But if property price goes down, the rentals usually go strong. Mm-hmm. So the rent will save you for the hard time. People yeah, lose because psychologically, mm-hmm. they, I want everyone to start thinking, if I sell, Suno's going to buy it and he's going to take away my profit. He's going to buy my loss. He's going to take mm-hmm. my loss. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And just to think, like, let's say, like, could you give us some tips? Like, okay, so each month we get our, like, wages. Like, how would you, you know, like, um, there's some people, they say you should put aside, like, 10% for this, 5% for that, 10% for this. Do you have, like, a, like a, I guess, a way of, um, what's the word, like, to... Um, I guess, put, put your cash in various different pots and different um, percentages that you would advise? Yes, there's something called dollar cost averaging, right? Okay. Dollar cost averaging. You can, people can Google it, yeah? So, because I'm pushing cryptocurrency more, mm-hmm. so what happens is, let's say your salary is £1,000 a month. Let's say, mm-hmm. let's say £2,000 £2, a month salary, an average mm-hmm. salary, right? So you can't afford to put £1,000 into crypto because you might have all mm-hmm. these expenses here. So what they do in cryptocurrency, you have something called dollar cost averaging. So every week, they'll put £25 into crypto. And they might choose crypto.com coin. Mm-hmm. They might choose Ethereum. They might choose Gala coin or Decentraland. But what they do is £20 a week, They'll put it in to a certain coin. And no matter what the coin does, they're going to put it in. They've done research. When you average it out over a year, there's about a very high probability you're going to win. Because the whole market, as long as the whole market goes up as an average for the whole year, mm-hmm. which it is, the cryptocurrency is up to trillion, well, the metaverse is a trillion um, pound market, right? It's going up like this. The property market is like this. But if we look at 12 years, the amount of return on a Bitcoin. So what you do is put £20 a week. You put what you can afford in. Mm-hmm. £20 a week. You might not put it into one coin. You might put, okay, I've been researching. 
There's a YouTube channel called Cryptos Are Us. He's a Chinese guy, very, very good. And Coin Bureau. If you watch these two, every day they bring out, uh, especially Cryptos Are Us, every day he brings two videos out. If I watch them when I have breakfast. And this month, this week, oh, I'm going to put £20 in Gala Coin. Next week, oh, I'm going to put in Crypto.com Coin. Your dollar cost averaging now. Mm-hmm. Okay. This people became millionaires just by doing this small little thing every week, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> the, so you just keep doing this. Um, I'm keep expenses low mm-hmm. as much as you can, right? And build a high asset. An asset is anything that makes you money. Mm-hmm. Anything. You're an asset. If you buy a book on, or you get Audible or whatever. So studying something really useful is really important. That's an asset. The book is an asset. If you buy a car and you become an Uber driver, the car's an asset. But if you buy a car just to impress people, it's mm-hmm. not an asset. If some people want to buy a Lamborghini. I always say, buy a property, take a loan, buy a Lamborghini, let the property, let, let your tenant pay off the loan. Mm-hmm. Let the tenant pay off the loan because you've got no mortgage. And then... You own the car and you own the property, end of the day. Mm-hmm. So liabilities and assets. Keep expenses as low as possible in the mm-hmm. beginning. Yeah, although how do you like, because obviously we say like, you know, life is short and you want to also like have fun and enjoy life. So how do you find that kind of um, uh, sweet spot between keeping all of your expenses as low as possible but also like being able to enjoy life a bit as well because obviously you don't want to like live your whole life just you know not doing anything no but it's like Mm -hmm. if you sacrifice now yeah depends on your character yeah you keep expenses low and your extra profits you're building a business you want to buy a house right and you want to do something and in five years time you got your house now rather than having these extra holidays and you kept your expenses low, right? you got your house now. Or decide what 80% people do. I'm going to buy, it's going to be Marks and Spencers, today, as Christmas coming, it's Marks and Spencers, I'm buying the most expensive gift, I'm going to buy nice shoes, this and that. All right, have that lifestyle, but live it for the next 60 years. Mm. Because you're not going to come out of that lifestyle the whole system designed to keep you in debt. Mm. Mm-hmm. The whole marketing of the television is to keep you in the debt. I had to, when I first started in business, I love music, right? Mm-hmm. And I come from the days of CDs. Mm-hmm. So I remember there's a CD I wanted, Mary J. Blige CD. Yeah. And you, get, you buy it, you read the credits and everything, right? So I started buying property and I stopped buying the CDs. So I had to save I used to mm-hmm. save up the CD's 20 pound. I had to save up to buy the CD. And I bought it, two pound, five pound, and I bought the 22 pound CD those days. I'm a self-made millionaire. We know, mm-hmm. we're not, other millions are different. I'm, I'm this type yeah. of millionaire where mm-hmm. when I have to, like I knew when I paid Gary Venerchuk and I had 700 pound left, I know I can survive. I survived off job seeker mm-hmm. 67 pounds every two weeks. I know mm-hmm. I survive on the street. I know. But my fridge will always be full. 
Look, look, what can money buy you anyway? What can money buy you? It can buy you nice food, nice car, nice house, right? Nice clothes. What else can it buy you in this world, right? Holidays or whatever. The only thing I would say is that it can buy you time because if you have money, then it means you don't have to go to <coughs> a job and you can spend your time with doing what you enjoy doing or with um, yes. uh, people you you care about i guess that's sort of the way i think about it as well yes definitely it's money buys you comfort mm. it buys you comfort like rather than go and fix something in the property i can pay my builder mm-hmm. and he can go and i don't have to go to the property so i can mm. get my time back right once time is gone you can't get it back yeah so definitely time is the most valuable thing but my life is what's happened is I've worked so hard and I've sacrificed so much to get to where I've got mm-hmm. where the most important thing for me is time right now and mm-hmm. I hate my time being wasted I hate it mm-hmm. like uh, if there's a cancelled meeting or someone lets me down it's like every bit of my time is valuable but what happens is I'm so used to another hustle another hustle the game mm-hmm. the journey what it is the journey i enjoy the journey more than the money the money mm. i got money people must think my god why isn't he got the lamborghini why isn't he got the rolex da, 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 da. i got a bentley or whatever that's later on like it's always been to put food in the fridge it's always mm. been to put food in the fridge. yeah now things are going to change for me 100% now i want money to give me all my comfort Mm-hmm. like um my passion is nature and animals right mm-hmm. so i'm buying a, a, a dog next year so i'm buying a german shepherd puppy special mm-hmm. show winning working line mm-hmm. and i'm going to be like me and him train him for I'm taking like time out train he's got like a baby he's like a baby mm-hmm. then the year after i'm going to get female so i'm going to be breeding uh german shepherds mm-hmm. as a hobby mm-hmm. moving out of this place looking for i'm looking for land now mm-hmm. so i might still have this place I'm looking for land. I want to build a small house on land mm-hmm. and have my dog hostel where I'm breeding dogs, mm-hmm. cats, fish pond. I want nature all around me, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> I want to travel more. I just want to go on stages and speak motivation all around the world. Mhm. Mhm. All I want to do. My, um apart from that, once I buy my land and I build my house, mhm. then i'm breeding dogs like see happiness is very individual yeah i think for lots of people what makes you happy might not make me happy my happiness mm-hmm. is i love animals right mm-hmm. so i want to be around animals i got loads of plants there i grow mm-hmm. plants mm-hmm. like um i like gardening i think the the bloodline from india with farmers most people were farming in the mm-hmm. bloodline right? yeah but um Yeah, I'm different. I'm very very complicated person. It'll be hard for anyone to work me out, right? Where Yeah, like I'm living for my sister, right? Mhm. But I'm a multimillionaire, but I don't care if I'm in this world or not. Mm. I don't really care. This world has played so many games and tricks on me. I don't care if I'm here or not. But mm. I don't want my sister to come to my funeral. So if i'm here or not but now i've created all this massive amount of wealth right mm-hmm. like i'm a multimillionaire yeah mm-hmm. 
It's all in the houses. The bank account mm. might have a hundred grand or whatever, but all of it's in houses. Of course, mm. I'll start selling and getting it out. But mm. side of me is I don't give a damn if I'm here. And most people think, man, I've got millions, man. I want to live to 110. I want to live to mm. 200. No, the world has rinsed me to shred so many times. I've been through mm. so much bereavement, so much uh, bad times. I went through divorce, mm -hmm. single parent, lots of politics with my ex and my daughter. It's hard to see my daughter sometimes and everything. I'm saying people watching this video, I'm not here to be fake. But mm. I don't care if I'm here or not. Don't really, it's like, and people might think, bloody, what a, what a statement to say. Mm. But in my dark moments, when I'm in bed or I'm sleeping, I'm not saying, I'm not depressed and I'm definitely not suicidal. Mm -hmm. But the world is, um, I'm a student loan millionaire because I made, I had, to, I didn't want to become him, but I became him. Mm -hmm. But hopefully I can, what I love is when I come into the events, when I organize these events and I come in the room and these mm -hmm. people come up to me and they say, hi, you really helped me. Or when we, mm -hmm. when I done my talk on the stage mm -hmm. and I ended it with the motivation and people came on the stage were hugging me, they wanted selfies. I've never had much of that before, right? Mm -hmm. And it was like, I love that. That's what a part of me lives for maybe mm -hmm. as well. So you, you know, it's not like why you want to die. Why are you living as well? Why, you, why are we living for? Who are we living for? Mm. You know? So yeah. don't want to be negative, but it's just me being truthful. I don't care if I'm here or not. But mm. there's this fighter there. Where, look, we, we didn't, for me, I didn't have a choice being born, right? Mm. I, didn't, I couldn't name myself Sunil. I didn't name myself even, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think I deserved a lot of the pain that I've been through. A lot of people go through pain as well. Sometimes I feel mm -hmm. I'm a good guy. My heart is so pure. I always want to help people. Mm -hmm. But I got a choice how I'm going to leave. Right. I got yeah. a choice what footprint I'm going to leave in this world. I got that mm -hmm. choice. Mm -hmm. I had no choice. Sometimes I feel the, not like I'm a victim. The world's playing an effing game with me. And I'm like, you don't play a game with me. Mm -hmm. I'm part of the universe. Like, what's this? There's a thing on my cup. We are all made of stardust, which is true, right? Yeah, yeah, it is true, yeah. My brain is always thinking, mm -hmm. where did I come from? Water, why am I here? What's my purpose? Da -da 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 -da. And then the side of me is like, yeah, right, you know, how mm -hmm. I leave. These videos, it's more than a video, this is more than a podcast. Mm -hmm. When I leave in 50 years, whenever I leave this planet, this is going to be left. Mm. That this guy had the guts to say, I don't care if I'm here or not in this planet. I don't really care. I'm a multimillionaire. I've made heavy amount of money. But who knows? Now I'm semi-retiring and I start thinking about, I'm going to start being selfish now mm -hmm. and thinking, what do I like? What do I want? I always wanted to breed dogs. I will right. breed dogs. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to travel the whole world mm -hmm. and visit people and meet people and um, have like a luxury life, right? I want to live like a king. I want to live like a king. Why do, why do I have to look up at, like, I tr tr trust me, if I was given an OBE tomorrow, mm -hmm. I watch people, when you go to the Houses of Parliament and the Royal Family, when you get OBE, you have to bow down. Mm. You have to bow down and you have to they go like this. I would never bow down there. Mm. I'm a king already. I'm a king. I'm a king right now. Mm. Just because, 
your bloodline done whatever your great 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 grandfather robbed the whole world and killed so many people and you become a king no you can be a queen you can be a prince my whole social media is going to change king of motivational speakers i'm king of my own castle yeah i'm king of my own castle and who know i might find a queen now now my ease up on this I might ease up on the business. I might find a queen and have some. I'd love to start a family again. Mm-hmm. Be there for the birth of my kids. I would love to be there for the birth of my my son or daughter and be there and be an awesome parent. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, leave the money to my son or daughter or the family. With the way things are going on, leave some some of my money is going to go to cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave it to the bloody yeah, yeah. Uh, very um, that's another whole other podcast about yeah yeah it is um so yeah just to like um to round off now um even though i mean i have sort of a fair idea but what have been the key um uh uh uh, practices that have helped you to get through um challenging times and to to be able to be where you are now I'm always studying and my close friends around me, I get angry when they're not reading and studying. I'm studying. I'm studying cryptocurrency. Um, I bought uh, Audible. My credits really piled up. So now I've, I've got a book on YouTube, how to master YouTube. Um, the property market, I'm in it already. I'm a student. So that teacher who told me he never ran a business, this study so for me one of the biggest things that i've done is i read autobiographies and if i want to go get into a market i want to read a book on a master of that industry so everyone watching the podcast the knowledge doesn't come from the sky there's two ways knowledge is going to come trying and failing or reading from someone who is where you want to be yeah but especially social media banging out content banging it out, banging it out, banging it out, and the followers are not growing, nothing is growing. The only one benefiting is the social media companies, right? So I think the next chapter is cracking this social media, the way I crack Mm -hmm. property market and crypto. I'm going to crack it. I'm going for a million subscribers in YouTube. So YouTube, suno.com, a minimum million, million, million. Because unfortunately, you're not taken serious. Mm-hmm. I want to be the, well, I believe I'm the greatest motivational speaker that ever lived. And I'm not saying that without mm-hmm. ego. If I don't say it, mm-hmm. if I pass away in the future, who was Sunil? He said he was the greatest motivational speaker that ever lived. So it's written everywhere. If you don't say it, no one's going to say it for you, right? Like Muhammad Ali, he always said I was the greatest and he went, he went and proved it. But mm-hmm. until, let's say, I want to speak on stages all around the world. It's not going to happen until I hit a million. Because people, they judge like a a, a qualification degree. Sunil, Mm -hmm. oh, how many comments did he get? How many? I don't put effort in this social media. It's a bloody headache. (laughs) I had a massive Facebook following, right? Mm -hmm. Huge. I used to do lives with a couple of hundred. A week after, Facebook took all my followers away because they changed the algorithm. Mm. You're not my boss. Like, what the hell is this? I felt like a mug. Like, yeah. I need to get everybody off social media into my own membership. 
site. Mm. Mm-hmm. The future, I might start my own social media damn company. I don't know. But I feel sorry <laughs> for people. Imagine I'm a self-made millionaire and I feel, find it frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Imagine for the average person, like it's a bloody um, dopamine addiction kick in the brain. Mm. So I think power to the people. It's getting better because if you not treated right on Facebook, TikTok will take you over. Yeah, yeah. TikTok gives you the views. Mm-hmm. It's a power, powerful time. This is why all the views are going up right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the the last question is just: um, What do you value most, and how do you put it into practice? Mm. I value, well, I have two things. I value my sister and I value, oh. So, yeah, when I, with that question, I mean something like, you know, like truth, courage, um, integrity, um, compassion, that kind of thing. I value what's on the other side of pain because most people don't know what's on the other side of pain. Like any of my wins has come on the other side of pain, which is sad. I'd rather not have that pain and I'd rather get it there. But um, I value integrity, integrity and hustle, hustle. I mean, hustle It's not, it's my word is hustle because I'm, I'm not a corporate. I'm like a street guy, but I've created my own mini type of mini type of world. But I value, I value honesty as well. I value mm. honesty. Mm. And how do you put those um, into uh, uh, practice then? Like, I mean, I can see from you already, you're a very um, uh, straightforward type of person. Yeah, if I say it, I'll do it. Yeah. So like with Gary, the video will come out next week. When I first met Gary, it was it was filmed. Mm. And the first thing I shook his hand and I said, look, thanks. He said, he goes there, my word is my bond. I said, yeah, handshake. Mm. I value handshake. It really, um, people don't know the strength of being the person who is trustworthy. Like there's a handshake and he delivers, right? Like, I'm not saying I'm really, really ill. It's easy for me to text you today, I'm really ill, I've got fever, I can't do the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's done, it's done. Yeah. I think I even mentioned, I said, if we have a date, let's both do it. Let's do mm-hmm. it, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, if you're saying it, you're going to do it and deliver, deliver. Mm-hmm. Like not letting down 800 people. There's not one person complaining out of 800 people. Nobody's saying they had a bad time or complaining. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So this 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 is what and this is what builds your brand. What's lacking is the truth. Truth is my power. Mm. Truth is my power because there's a lot of people financially struggling and have to lie to sell something. Yeah, totally. I've done well. Yeah. I've done well. So I can I can have the platform to say I don't care if I'm here or not. But mm. uh, obviously, I don't want to leave. I don't want to. I'm not suicidal or depression. But my yeah. God, you become fearless. Mm. You say, I'm here. If I'm here or not, I don't care. But I'm leaving this place on my terms. Mm-hmm. 
we all got um thing, we all got separate fingerprint separate different face different eyes we all born individual but don't die a copy yeah yeah mm. you know, so find out what what is your what's your strength what do you what is what's your passion what do you love doing what was you born to do once you realize that like i believe now that i'm born to go on stage and just motivate people and i think not think i know i can take it to another level because this event was a massive it was like um i can't say stars born mm. like who is this guy no one how do you no mm. one knew what is this guy about and when i bought it some people said suno we came to see gary v mm-hmm. but we liked your presentation more if mm. there was an event with gary v and you on the same day we'd go to see you when someone tells you this you think my god but you know something mm-hmm. i can't accept it a part of me i can is a part of me that can't accept all of this praise all of these mm-hmm. hugs you know why so many people brought me down yeah so many people have said these negative things to me it might be my ex-wife it might be this person it might be that person it might be a family member treating me this way and i couldn't accept it or was it imposter syndrome it was like my god so many people have put me down that when someone is giving me a hug and is liking me and um is telling me that look you we would rather see you than gary v but one side of me is just numb and cold i should be jumping excited it's like but you know something i am not going to let anyone's comments in the past right like my ex wife one time my ex wife said to me oh look at the state of you look at the state of you and i was like bloody hell this i don't think am i that bad when look at the state of you you know these things mm. so anyone watching this don't let anybody's bloody mouth voice whatever they said about you don't let them bring you down or anything because it does affect you words man mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. really affect your future like all these people hugging me on the stage and i'm like i i liked it but i was like switched off and it's mm-hmm. it's just something that I, i always wanted to help them it's not for fame mm-hmm. but it touched their hearts but still i have to work on myself to accept that now mm-hmm. it's very strange how people's mouth negative shit the way they treat you they treat you that way because they have the issue yeah they got the issue because how can you say something so cruel to someone how can you say to someone look at the state of you how can you say something so demoralizing to somebody you know mm. so mm. yeah no for sure it's true it's really powerful um so um this has been really really great thank you so much for sharing your story like i really i really like how you just say it um just the way it is there's no you know um true uh, i just want to give the sugar. truth yeah exactly and that's why i really um i think that's great um if someone wants to find out more um where 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 can they find you Right. So the next event is going to be on the 30th and 31st of July and it's going to be the Student Loan Millionaire Conference. We talk about cryptocurrency, metaverse, property, mindset, motivation, loads of speakers, my event 
and SLM Sugar London Mava SLM Conference.com. SLMconference.com. You can get tickets there, early bird tickets. They're really fairly priced. Buy whatever ticket you can afford and share that, spread the word. The rest of it's at Student Loan Millionaire on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. It's just mm. at Student Loan Millionaire. You'll find me there. And I bought a new domain called SL, uh, Sunilverse, which is a good purchase. Mm -hmm. Sunilverse.com. That's going to be a website in the future. Oh, it's working mm -hmm. right now for the event. So it's Sunilverse, like Metaverse, Sunilverse. Mm -hmm. And I'll give everybody big money tip. Can I give big money tip? Yeah, yeah, always. I said, don't tell anybody, everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever your name is, mm -hmm. right? That verse, just buy it now. So when we come off this podcast, mm. yeah, it's Sylvia, right? It's uh, Susanna. Susanna, what did I write yeah. Sylvia in there? I don't <laughs> so I didn't Susanna, matter. Sorry, yeah. yeah Susanna yeah. verse. Yeah. With the proper spelling, mm -hmm. SusannaVerse.com. Mm. Buy it now. For 10, it'd be back. Oh, God, nobody take, no one's, this is not live. I thought it's live. Yeah, yeah, it's not live, no. <laughs> yeah, don't edit it, yeah, don't edit it, yeah. Sorry for getting no. it wrong. Like no, 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 it's fine. No worries. My phone, right? But what, buy it when we come off this podcast. And everybody watching this podcast, mm. yeah, or YouTube video, straight away, turn off the thing and come back. Go to GoDaddy anywhere, your name and verse. Mm. Buy it. Because going up in value, you know something, um, if you put in dancer verse, yeah, dancer verse or clothes verse, it's £300,000 already. Seriously? Yes, I bought oh, wow. Sunil verse. I bought Sunil verse. I bought another 10 domains yesterday. Lots of my wow. friends' names, I just put it in. I put, whatever I could put, I put it in. So wow. between me and you, just mm -hmm. add these like an investment, like you're buying a mm -hmm. crypto token. Wow, yeah. Grab it straight away or grab your surname verse, yeah? Mm -hmm. It's wow. a great thing. You can't buy Susanna.com. It's gone, isn't it? No, I have it already. No, no, I mean, I have I have my my um, full name.com. Yes, so try and get one and verse, right? Mm -hmm. So everyone watching this podcast, go straight away now and get your name yeah. and verse. And if you have a hobby like, I don't know, uh, I don't know, writing verse, mm. because people are going to be buying these domains, someone famous with the same name will try ah. and roll, put the glasses on and it could be the whole writing. Like museum verse is gone. Museum verse is gone. Now I grab Sunil verse. Mm. This could be £10,000 next year. Now I bought integrity crypto for 10 pounds right because mm -hmm. i want to make my own crypto coin right. GoDaddy sent me a message yesterday they said do you want to auction integritycrypto.com wow. mm -hmm. uh we can auction it for 1500 pound so grab it mm. yeah well that's, that's a really cool tip thank you so much yeah, for sharing that, that. and it. yeah i'll i'll ensure all the all of the um, uh links which you said though you can find them <coughs> down below awesome. so um thank you so much thank you so much for your time i really um appreciate this and those of you who, who are watching if you thought that um uh, uh 
uh, Sunil's journey could inspire somebody, please make sure that you share this. So um, on, I'll catch I'll you on the next episode. Uh, oh yes, you wanted to finish with a song. Yeah, 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 you wanted to finish with something. We were so deep in the conversation. I, yeah. I'm a motivational speaker and this song I chose for my next event. So I'm gonna, I've got my speaker ready, yes. So I'm just going to end it. It's three minutes, right? Yeah. So I'll end the podcast for everybody with this. I don't know how it's going to pan out, but we'll try. Okay. Lights down. Get the atmosphere going. The river's gone. So we saw yeah. the river light and go down. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm a motivation speaker, so I'll motivate now. This is the first time I'm doing this with this song. Mm -hmm. So I'll, whatever, I'll improvise, yeah? Okay. Well, thank you for having me on this podcast. Yeah. Everybody, subscribe, follow her. Thank you. Hey. So, guys, get ready for the new future. Make sure. You get your crypto hustle on, get your name verse. You'll make some big money out of that in the future. And never give up on your dreams. But life can, life's a bitch. You got to kick that bitch everywhere. Don't give up. Because all of your success is on the other side of pain. No pain, no gain. If you can overcome some version of pain, on the other side is success, wealth, everything. So stop leaning on people and lean on yourself. You are so strong. I believe in you because I believe in myself. I have overcome so much adversity. So use me as an example. If you're coming off drugs, alcohol, suicide. If people are putting you down, don't put yourself down. For you're the greatest asset. Rise, rise with the sun. Rise like a phoenix out of the fire. Because tough times create tough people. You was born to win. And the only way you're going to win is if you don't give up. So I'll see you on the 30th and 31st of July with some of the most inspiring people in the UK. Tough times, tough people. And it's never how hard you fall, it's how hard you're gonna bounce back. No matter how many tears you cry, turn those tears into honey. Turn those fears into strength. Turn your losses into wins. True success if you can generate joy while you're walking through hell.
leave a big footprint before you leave this planet turn your tears into honey all the people that doubted you all the people that put you down the greatest revenge is success I'm the SLM student loan millionaire over and out peace out boom never give up awesome thank you so much that was great 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 awesome yeah